Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And today we're going to answer a question about having sex with a well-endowed husband. Uh, This question came up a while ago and since I hadn't answered it before and I felt that there was a lot of information to share, I thought I'd split it off into its own post or podcast episode. So let's talk about the struggles of having a larger than average sized penis. Before we get to that, though, if you're still looking for something for Valentine's Day, we have our sexy memory printable available in the store for only $10. Uh, This printable is a favorite among wives in particular because it checks a lot of boxes for many of them. Uh, It slows down foreplay, it shakes things up a bit, and the fact that random chance is dictating the moves uh, allows them to experience some really good but guilt-free sex because they can feel like they're not responsible for what goes on. And that's really helpful for a lot of wives. So if you're looking for a way to spice up your Valentine's Day, check out our sexy memory printable. And I'll link to it in the show notes to make it easier to find. Now, on to the question. Uh, This person writes, Hi Jay, I've been listening to your podcast for about a month and I've been so pleasantly surprised. Often I think sex positive Christians have very poor theology and they don't hold up scripture as an authority and I'm so grateful to have a resource that feels trustworthy. I've been married for a few years now, and before I got married, I was a virgin, as was my wife. Before getting married, I thought my penis size was going to be a huge asset. I'm fairly large in both length and girth. Unfortunately, my size seems to be more of a hindrance than a benefit. Even with lots of foreplay and lube, my wife is often sore afterwards. So even if she is in the mood, we have to wait until she's no longer sore. Some positions have become off-limits for fear of hitting her cervix. She is usually unable to have an orgasm with me inside, even if I primarily am just providing manual stimulation. It doesn't feel good to be told to pull out and only use my hand, but I do want her to feel good, so I gladly do it. Oral sex rarely happens because her jaw is often sore later. In general, I'm very satisfied with our sex life, but I often feel bad about my size, that it makes sex worse for her, but it also limits the things we're able to do together. So I guess my question is, what advice do you have for bigger guys? I feel like I'm doing what I can to help, including ordering the thrust buffer that you mentioned in another episode, waiting for that to arrive. Anything to help with penetrative or oral sex? Or do I just accept that sex will always take a bit more work? I know that God made my body good and that I should love it, but sometimes it's hard to love the penis he gave me when it seems to cause problems. Now, this reader added measurements, but I took them out because ultimately they don't matter because it's less an issue of your size and more a combination of your size and hers. And I think many others deal with similar situations that I don't want to uh, devalue that if they're larger or smaller. So besides the marital aid you mentioned, which is called the O-Nut, for those who are interested, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, let's go a list of thi- through a list of things that can help you with this dynamic. I'm going to repeat some of the ones that you already said just for people who might be in the same position and didn't pick up on them. Um, We'll just go through them all. So like you kind of already said, uh, the most common advice is to get your wife extremely aroused. According to lots of surveys and studies, many women need 10 to 40 minutes to get fully aroused. And arousal can help in a few ways. Uh, The first is that vaginas elongate and also widen as women get more aroused. So if you're starting with her in a cold or unaroused state, you're going to have a lot more trouble than if she's extremely aroused simply because the internal dimensions will change. 
Uh, because of this, I'm afraid quickies might be off the table for people in this situation. Uh, carve out more time, learn how to get her very turned on, uh, engage in lots of foreplay, and incorporate other kinds of sex, you know, manual, oral, before heading towards PIV, or penis and vagina, penetrative sex. Uh, the second is to get her to have an orgasm first. Uh, assuming she orgasms, which it sounds like she does, uh, as part of that preparation, you know, consider getting her yeah, to have an orgasm first before you start with the penetration. Um, not only does this require that she at least be somewhat aroused, but orgasm also releases endorphins, which can help with any discomfort. The other advice I often see is to have an orgasm yourself first. And this might be tricky depending on your refractory rate. Uh, for some guys, they can't get an erection for hours or even days after an orgasm. But for many, it's more like 20 to 60 minutes. So if your refractory period is relatively short, then I'd say consider having an orgasm yourself first as well. Uh, for many men, the second erection tends to not be as large uh, because there's less blood flow, which may lessen the gap between your size and what she can comfortably handle. So that's something to try. Uh, third, I would say, you know, track her cycle and then plan activities accordingly. Uh, because in addition to the changes experienced during arousal, there are also changes during a woman's monthly cycles. In particular, you want to be looking for when ovulation occurs. During ovulation, to prepare for potential insemination, the cervix moves up and gets uh, mushier. Uh, this means that there's not only more room within the vagina to thrust without hitting her cervix, but if you do, it won't be as hard, which means it likely won't be as uncomfortable. Now, if you don't know how to track cycles, or if your wife isn't already doing so, I find the easiest way to track is on an app called Clue. Uh, I'll link to that. Uh, we like it my wife and I, because it not only makes tracking easier for my wife, but uh, you can also add the app in a sort of spectator mode so that I can see her cycle and where we are in it. All right. Uh, number four is choose shallower positions. Um, because you can actually choose positions that either give her more control or that don't for allow for as much depth. The problem is that many positions that give her more control also tend to lead to more depth. So there's maybe a conflict there in that it's more work for her to keep it as a, at a comfortable depth. Um, the easiest way is to find positions where depth isn't as easy to achieve. So as a general rule, any position where her legs are together is more likely to impede deep penetration and so be more comfortable for her. Um, the legs also create sort of a longer tunnel, as it were, to penetrate. So that might make it more stimulating for you as well. So some ideas to try are uh, missionary with her legs together, uh, doggy style, again, with her legs together, a prone, so that's her lying face down on the bed, and spooning, again, keeping her legs together, side by side, so it's like spooning but facing each other, and standing positions. Uh, I have links to all of those uh, at Christian Friendly Sex Positions so that you can kind of see the description, and they have stick figure illustrations as well. Uh, and there are lots more. Uh, I just took like kind of the six basic ones. Uh, but you can check out ChristianFriendlySexPositions.com yourself and filter for positions for well-endowed men. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes so you can jump right to it. Uh, and a fun foreplay activity might be to sort of go shopping for positions and mark off the ones that you want to try. I mean, you don't have to try them all in one night. Um, just make a list in a night and then slowly start to cycle through them and see which ones work and which ones don't. Now, you said you're using lube, which is generally good. Uh, 
in this situation, it can be a bit of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it can help everything slide easier with less friction. Uh, on the other hand, it can make you slip in further than intended much easier, which might cause some discomfort. So you'll have to kind of try it yourself. Um, and you may want to opt for trying some thicker lubes, which sort of straddle that line between being slippery but not too slippery. I reached out to Mary Dance and asked them for their favorite, and they suggested... Slippery Stuff Extra Gentle Gel Water-Based Personal Lubricant, which is not a catchy name, but it's descriptive. Uh, they have a few more in their catalog, and the System Joe H2O Jelly Original Thick Water-Based Personal Lubricant, again, really descriptive name, uh, caught my eye because uh, I like just about every lube System Joe makes. Um, so there are a couple ideas. And then... Uh, I wanted to talk about girth a bit because, and I wasn't sure where else to put it in this uh, episode. So I'm, I'm just going to talk about it here. Um, there's not much you can do about girth other than getting her more aroused and going very slow with lots of foreplay. The vagina is designed to stretch, you know, a lot. Uh, babies go through it, and I doubt anyone reading this is going to be having a baby-sized penis. Now, of course, birthing comes with a lot of discomfort and usually pain, uh, but we're talking about something much smaller in the case of a penis. Uh, many women like that feeling of feel being stretched so long as they're sufficiently aroused, and that's why sex toy stores make very large toys in some cases, and people engage in activities like fisting. And that's not to say that everyone enjoys the sensation, only that the vagina can stretch to accommodate larger penises, but it takes arousal, lube, and patience. And of course, counterproductively, the more you stress and have anxiety about it, the less able you are to relax, which then, of course, causes more pain and discomfort. Of course, just telling her to relax probably isn't going to work, but you could try starting with massage and slowly going that direction. Try to get her relaxed first and then aroused and then go from that point. I should also note that once you do give birth, if you are going to have kids, uh, often women find dealing with this to be much easier afterwards. So there's some potential hope for the future. Uh, lastly, let's talk about how to mitigate the struggles with the oral sex. Uh, the first way is to basically practice. I think everyone, regardless of gender, gets a, a sore mouth, jaw, neck, shoulders, etc. from performing oral sex when you first start. Um, they're muscles that we don't typically use in that fashion. But the more practice that you have, the easier it gets because, well, you strengthen and stretch those muscles and ligaments. If you really want to try stretching your jaw muscles, in particular faster, uh, dentists have a procedure that they can use to increase um, the aperture of the mouth. In short, you get a bunch of popsicle sticks or tongue depressors and stack them together vertically, uh, held together by a rubber band. And you put the stack in your mouth between your top and bottom rows of teeth, front teeth, and then hold it there for several minutes or as long as you can. And then add another popsicle stick and repeat. And you just kind of keep doing this, practicing day after day until basically your jaw loosens up and you can open your mouth more. Now, the problem with all of this is that the people who don't perform oral sex often don't build up those muscles or stretch those tissues. And so on the rare occasion that they do do it, they get sore quickly and easily. Uh, add to that their obvious discomfort can be a turnoff and, well, oral sex can last longer under those conditions as well. So all that together, if you're unused to performing oral sex, can make giving oral sex feel really unappealing because it's not something you're used to doing. And so you don't have 
the muscle buildup or your soft tissue loose and used to it. Whereas those who do do it a lot have a lot more stamina, uh, less discomfort, and enjoy giving it more. This, in turn, tends to make the receiver enjoy it more because what tends to really turn on uh, men in particular is seeing their spouse enjoy sex. So this can have the effect of shortening oral sex because they orgasm faster. Of course, jumping from the first scenario where you don't have oral sex very often and it makes you sore and everything to the second where you're used to it uh, is difficult because you have to go through the discomfort to get there. It's a little bit like taking up running. You know, It's difficult to start. You have to go through the difficult part to get to the enjoyment. And to make matters worse, if a husband goes to his wife and says, you just have to push through the discomfort, well, then he looks like a selfish jerk. There's no way I can think of for husbands to relay this information to their wives that doesn't result in some negative emotions. So that's problematic. Uh, Now, that's kind of the first way to deal with it is basically practice. Uh, The second way is to simply not put the penis in your mouth. Instead, use your tongue. You can provide a lot of pleasure just by using your tongue, lips, and hands. For many men, licking the frenulum in particular, that's on the underside of the head, uh, can provide a lot of stimulation. Um, Likewise, you can just put the tip of the head in your mouth and use your hands on the rest of the penis. Um, So you might have to get a little bit more creative, but oral sex is definitely still doable. Um, I should also mention that, you know, not every guy orgasms from oral sex. So if you feel like you're not doing a good job because he can't have an orgasm from it, it's not necessarily because of this. Uh, uh, last numbers I've seen are something between 10 and 15% of men have never had an orgasm from oral sex despite having oral sex. So you might just have to shed some of the stereotypes of what oral sex kind of looks like and adapt it to your marriage. And that might apply across the board. You know, sex just might look differently for you than it does for other people. And that's okay. You know, sex is a very unique individual thing, and it doesn't look the same for everybody. So find ways that work for you. You know, something that might be different but could still work for you is doing something like outer course, where you basically have sex but don't penetrate. So it would be your penis rubbing up through her vulva, like across her clitoris, And then that way you can both get stimulation and that might work for you. Um, But then the girth and the length wouldn't be an issue. Also, women are far more likely to orgasm from clitoral stimulation than penetrative. About 30% of women don't orgasm from penetrative sex, if I remember my numbers right. And uh, so that might actually help her orgasm better too. So... In short, you know, there are lots of options. You can try different things, uh, explore and play around and don't focus so much on what you can't do, but instead try to find other things that you can do that you both enjoy. And I think that's all I have to recommend on the topic of having sex with a well-endowed husband. Now, if you're in a similar position in your marriage and have any tips or tricks or positions or whatever, please head to the blog and comment. You can comment anonymously, but it would be great to have your feedback and your help um, so that we can help this couple out and any other couples in a similar position. And that's it for today. Uh, If you like the podcast, then please consider um, leaving a rating or a review because that's how people find us. Uh, There's a link in the show notes to do that easily. And if you do, I'll probably post it on social media because I really like it when I get reviews. Um, They make my day. Other than that, yeah, 
If you're interested in checking out our sexy memory printable for Valentine's Day, uh, go check that out. And that's it for today. Talk to you next time.